moment. Yeah, I did. I said, close your eyes, lift your hands. Thank you for listening. <laughs> God, we just thank you for this afternoon. I just thank you, God, for every beautiful lady who's here. I thank you that you're just getting started with what you're going to do today. And I just pray, God, that you would know that you are so welcome here, Holy Spirit, that you would come right now and you would minister to your daughters. I pray, God, that your presence would be so real in this place, that, God, you would be so welcome here. I just thank you, God, that you have something for every single person, that no one will leave this place empty-handed or or lacking, that, God, you have something to deposit for every single one. And so I just pray, God, that you would know that you are so welcome here, that you are invited, Holy Spirit, to come and touch people afresh, to bring revelation, to bring strength, to bring life. I pray for people who are weary, who are tired, who are have had a challenging season. I just pray, God, that you would there would be a new vitality that rises up, a new sense of purpose and a new strength that comes today that is an enabling, is a grace for the days ahead. I just thank you, God, that we don't do this alone. We don't do this on our own. We don't do it in our own strength, but God, we do it with your help. And I just pray, God, you would come alongside right now and you would just speak whatever needs to be spoken into, whisper it into hearts, I pray, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, that you love us just as we are. But I thank you, God, that you don't love us and leave us where we are. I thank you that you always have more for us. And I just pray, God, you'll do something new in this session right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you know, um, I just thought of it as I was praying then. This morning I woke up, and I can't even think what the song is, but um, is that great? It's great. I think it's an, an, an elevation worship song. And it's great as your faithfulness, your, yours is my confidence, whatever those lyrics are. And I just feel like God does that. Like, I don't really know that song, evidently. I can't even remember the words now. But I woke up with it in my head. Like, I, that's what God does when we, when we commit things to, to Him. So, you know, I'm praying for today and praying for, you know, what I felt like God wanted to do. And He just, I just woke up with that in my spirit. You know, great is, great is your faithfulness. Great is, you know, you are my confidence. Um, and I think He does those encouraging things. So take those things that you know, that happen in your life. When you wake up with a song in your heart, when you wake up, you know, with something on your mind, those are the things that God is speaking to you and encouraging you with. And so, you know, be mindful of those things. Be attentive to those things and realize what God is wanting to do in your life and for you to help you and encourage you and, and bring life to you. So, awesome. I um, don't go too far. Is that okay? Can I get you back up in a couple of minutes? I'll keep this short. What time are we going to finish this session? stay here all afternoon and you have to skip dinner. It's going to be really mean. No. I gave you an early minute last time. I'll try and do the same this time. All right. So um, I really felt, I'll probably end up standing up, you know. But anyway, can you see me okay? Is, that, is this all working? Um, I felt this, this afternoon to share a word that I actually had for our women at LifePoint at the beginning of the year, which was quite crazy when I look back at those words and think, Goodness, we had no idea COVID was going to happen. It was a normal year. 2020 was all exciting. I think these remind me of Christmas. And all I can think is when we get to Christmas 2020, that'll be a good day. And then we'll have a new year and 21 will be awesome. We just need a, new, we just need a big fat reset, <laughs> a new year. Um, but actually at the beginning of this year, the word that God gave for me, so we have EXO women at LifePoint Church, and that's something that we, we gather across the year as well as we usually have a conference as well, which we didn't do this year. Um, and the, the words that God gave me for our women for this year, which I feel like is relevant for us today, is it's a new day. 
And because I felt like in the new day, there are new things that God has for us. There's something new God has for us in every new day. And, um, and there's a verse I'm sure you know very well. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. There's new mercies in new days. There's something significant about a new day. Um, and so, yeah, God just spoke to me of these, these things that he has available for us in every new day. And I wanted to share those with you today because I do believe that God is, he, you know, is absolutely in the new. He's, and if you read through the Bible, the Bible is full of new things, new birth, new creation, new strength, new thinking. He makes all things new. He's doing new things. He makes ways in the wilderness and he makes streams in the wasteland. And I was thinking about where that newness comes from. Why is there new things for us in new days? And that ultimately comes down to the fact that the day that you gave your heart to Jesus was, a, was new life. There was a new, that new day was your very first new day. Your new day was at your point of salvation at that very moment. And it was, I believe, the very best day of your life. Would anyone agree with me this afternoon that your day of salvation was your very best day of your life? I hope that's all of you. <laughs> Are we still awake? Okay, give me a big wave if that was your best day. I hope that it was. The day that you went from death to life, I think, is a good day. Um, and it says this in, uh, it's in 2 Corinthians. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he's become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new, and God has made all things new. So coming up in October, the 22nd of October, this year will be 20 years since my water baptism. 20 years. And I love that day because that was such a significant day for me. The day when I was, and I remember a couple of weeks prior walking down the front of my Baptist church. David calls me a Baptocostal. Did my Baptist church. Um, and I remember tears streaming to the past saying, I need to be, I want to be baptized. You know, but I do, that, that for me was my like, you know, my ultimate, like this is my point of no turning back. This is my point of saying, I want to follow Jesus with my whole heart, with my whole life. And I do believe that that day, I think it's even good now for you to remember what was that day. Because I think when we remember what our life was like before Christ, um, I'm forgetting her name, but she calls it your BC life, your before Christ life. Um, you know, that, that when we remember what we've been saved from, we remember the life we could have led and the life that we now lead as a result of giving our hearts to Jesus. It's, it's good to remember that point of salvation, that point where, where we went from death to life. So they knew your new life, your starting point of a new day is, was that very first new day. So I believe there are four things that we can walk in in every new day that God has available for us afresh in each new day. And the first one is new hope. And again, if you're writing these down, my first one, these are shorter. They're, these are one-word sentences, not a thousand-word sentences. Um, there is new hope in new days. And it says in, in the rest of that passage in Lamentations, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. I love that, that verse. I still dare to hope. I want to encourage you to dare to hope. There might be things that you have stopped hoping for. And especially, and actually, I'm going to speak on hope tomorrow morning at church. So um, come back for more of you know, a little encouragement for hope. But, but I do think that... Um, We've probably gone through a fairly hopeless season as, you know, across the world and, and that sense of, of hopelessness for what's coming and not knowing what the future is. And I think we've, we've all been fairly, you know, up until this year, pretty co comfortable that life is going to be what it is. We know, we know sort of what's ahead of us. We know what school looks like or uni looks like or work or family or, you know, a bit of our own plans and in lining up. 
And then all of a sudden we're in this season where we have no idea what tomorrow looks like and no idea what next year looks like and no idea where we can get on a plane again. Thank goodness there are flights between Adelaide and Port Lincoln. Praise Jesus. Otherwise I'd have been very, one very tired driver. <laughs> um, you know, th- th- there, there are things that we have probably lost hope for. And I know that because of the nature of this last season, you know, it has put marriages under pressure. It has put finances under pressure. It has put health under pressure. I, one thing I've realised in this whole season is that we've, the world's gone mad and yet life continues. There's still the, the, the things that are, were going to be an issue are still there, but they're probably brought to the surface under more pressure in some way. So people's marriages have, I, we've had multiple families in our church that have gone through some challenges of late and, and you know, health things, that they, or people losing loved ones. It, it still happens, just, you know, but we do it with even, I guess, more pressure. And I, I, can, I think people could feel like they've lost some hope in this season. So I wanted to encourage you that tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that, every new day there is new hope for you. I would encourage you to dare to hope again. Hope for your children, hope for your marriage, hope for your husband, hope for healing. I think sometimes we, we, you know, we go, well, this is, you know, this is my life now. I, have, I feel like an old lady when I say this, but I have a hip problem, <laughs> and, which is not why I'm sitting down. I probably should be standing up actually and not wearing heels, but, you know, physio is not here to tell me off. Um, and, you know, like for months now I've had physio because there's just something weird going on on my left side where I get a very sore hip. You know, I don't want to be in 10 years' time being that lady that still has a sore hip because I've not I, – I want new hope for a healthy hip. <laughs> but, you know, new hope for employment or new hope for provision. I want to encourage you to have hope again. Dare to hope again. In a new day there is new hope. There are new mercies in new days. And so when it comes to tomorrow, when it comes to the day after that, I want to encourage you – Ask God, help that you know that your hope can be in him. It says in verse 24, my hope, therefore I will hope in him. Dare to hope and hope in God because he will, he will take care of you. That His love never ends. He is faithful um, and there are new, there's new hope for new days. Number two, there's new strength in new days. As you entrust each new day to God, there is new strength that he gives us. This is the day that God has made we know. We can, he's given us the day and you can trust him with the day. And it says in Isaiah, and it's a verse we know well, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And I believe that is a promise for this season. They will run and not grow weary. Sometimes you just have to go another day, another day, and they will run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. They'll find new strength. When you trust God with your new day, you will find new strength for the new day. Um, and I want to encourage you that there is, that is available, available for us in the new day, that we can trust God with it. And when we do trust God with it, it's then not our strength that we're relying on. It's his strength that we're relying on. When we trust God with a new day, we'll find new strength. But it doesn't work if we don't trust him with it. If we try and do it all ourselves, if we try and control all the pieces, I do think as nuts as this year has been, I do think there's some really good things God has done in us that we realize we can't actually control anything. We don't have any control over anything. And we have to trust God because it, when it comes to, you know, provision or employment or health or, you know, when it comes to even the initial fear around COVID, you know, that what does it mean for me? Am I going to get sick? What does it mean for my children? What does it mean for my older parents? You know, not that they're that old, but you know what I mean? Like they, they got worried for a little bit there. And I was like, oh, come on, you're going to be fine. Um, there's one day that they were bringing Sam back to my house and Dad's like, I'm not supposed to be leaving the house. I'm like, I think it's okay. <laughs> like, you know, people did get panicky and they got fearful because we realised all of a sudden just how much we didn't have control of anything, our health, our finances, uh, literally how we did our life. And so 
I want to encourage you that, you know, you can find new strength in new days, but you have to trust God with the day. You have to say, God, I trust you with this. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my kids. I trust you with my provision. That God, I trust you. And when we do that, that's when we find new strength in new days. Number three, I believe there's new perseverance in new days. And again, like I was saying earlier, that I, this is what God gave me for our girls before any of this happened. And I do believe that it was an encouragement, a timely encouragement to have these things in our minds, that these are the things that God can give us even amongst a global pandemic. Um, don't you love, I love how um, they talk about unprecedented times and you see the memes that say, I just love, love just for some precedented times. It'd be nice to just have a precedented time. You know, none of, no, we don't want any more of this unprecedentedness. We just want predictable things. Um, number three, it says in this in Second Corinthians in um, chapter four, So no wonder we don't give up, for even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived lives, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. I love that eternal, weighty glory, because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. We don't focus on what we can see in the natural. We focus on what is unseen because what we see in the unseen is what is eternal. So we don't give up. I believe we have new perseverance for new days. I want to encourage you to not give up. I I do believe that God's putting in us a sense of, of, of tenacity, a sense of vitality, a sense of perseverance. It's a new day. Let's get up and let's go again. I shared it earlier. Get up and get dressed. You know, the idea we'll go again. It might have today, yesterday might have been hard. Yesterday I I might not have slept properly last night. I might have, the kids might have been feral the last week. They, you know, it could be a whole range of things. It could be that you've been sick for, for, for months. But I, can, I encourage you that God's going to give you a new perseverance to get up and go again, an endurance to go again. It's a new day. So he's going to put stamina in us. He's going to put some grit in us to press on and to keep going. And I do believe there's new perseverance for a new day. And number four, I believe he's giving us, and I pray he has given you, but will continue to give you in the days to come, new revelation. It says in Ephesians 4, now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you, to be made new by those revelations and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and you live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again. That's that new life in his perfect righteousness and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. It talks about in that same passage, that was the Passion Translation, in the New Living it says, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And I do believe that when we, when we commit new days to God, when we, we wake up and we commit the day afresh to God, allow the Spirit of God to renew your thoughts and to renew your attitudes. When you read your Bible, and do you know what I've discovered? When you read your Bible, um, we're our Bible reading plan at the moment, we're like in um, Ezra and Nehemiah. <laughs> and we're, we're talking about, you know, the return of the exiles. And, you know, it's not necessarily practical Christian living. And yet it still renews your mind. It still washes over you. It doesn't, it doesn't, you might not consciously think, oh, I have to do this now, I have to do this better, or God's going to change this. Sometimes just the reading of the, not sometimes, when you read the Word of God, it washes over your mind. It does renew your thinking. The Spirit of God, the author himself, the Spirit of God is going to, to wash over your mind and renew your thinking, even when it's not like, practically related to what you are reading. The Word of God is powerful like that. And so allow the Spirit of God to renew your thoughts and your mind. I love that it says in Romans 12, it talks about the transformation that happens that, that, you, that the, um, the Spirit of God will transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. And in that same passage, I'm going to read it to you from 
um, the Passion Translation, it talks about a total reformation of how you think. And that when you think about a reformation, when you think about that word, it actually comes from the word renovate, to renovate how you think. And I was thinking about, so we built a house a few years ago and, um, and th- nothing about that process was tidy or clean. Like our building site was a mess. M- building and renovating isn't, anyone built, built or renovated? It's a messy process, isn't it? It's messy. And I actually think as women, some of us should come up with a company that actually helps builders, I'm going to say mostly male builders, clean up after themselves and present a lovely house that isn't feral and filthy. So business ideas, entrepreneurs, there you go. Um, you know, because it's a messy process. Building, renovating, it's a messy process. But that process will transform, will renovate, will, will um, reform how you think. And I believe when we do that, that renewing of our mind, it's a complete renovation or a complete um, renewing of our mind. So we end up with a place, we're in a place of faith and not fear. We're in a place of trust and not worry. We're in a place of generosity instead of withholding. We're others focused instead of self focused. You know, when God changes the way that we think, there's, I believe there's new revelation in new days. And I do believe that comes, we've talked about the, wording, the reading of the Word of God. That doesn't come just by praying, it doesn't come just by worshiping. You have to allow the Spirit of God to teach you and show you in His Word. And when we think about, when we think how the Holy Spirit, sorry, when we think how the Holy Spirit helps us to think, we think, how he, we think His thoughts. We don't think our thoughts, we think His thoughts. When we ask God to speak to us, we ask God to show us, we think how he thinks, we get his perspective on things, and then we think correctly. Who, know, who knows that our thoughts and emotions can lie to us? <laughs> and the enemy lies to us in our thoughts as well, in our emotions as well. When we allow the Holy Spirit to, to transform how we think, we actually, even in these complex seasons, we can enjoy a beautiful and satisfying life. And so I really felt like they were, they were, those were the four things that God can do for us in these days to come that in every new day there is new hope, new strength, new perseverance, new revelation. But the last thing I wanted to do before we finish this session today, the fifth thing that he, I believe, has for us is new tongues. And I really want to make time this afternoon to give people a chance to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and ask the Spirit of God to fill you with his Spirit and fill your mouth and give you a new language. And for some of you, that might be that you speak in tongues and he'll give you a new tongue. He'll give you another way of of, of verbalizing of articulating what the spirit of God is doing in you but for many of you that may be the very first time that God has given you that gifting and I want to I want to encourage you you know it talks about through the book of Acts and I will look it up because I want to share it with you and thank you yeah you can that would be lovely um well read <laughs> um in Acts chapter 2 it talks about how when they were filled with the Holy Spirit they, they spoke in tongues I'll read it to you uh from from verse uh from verse I'll read from verse 2 Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. Windstorm. There you go. It's appropriate for today. I was going to say before, I was on a side note. Honestly, when I walked this morning to get coffee, I walked down and I was like, oh, this is lovely. It's a beautiful day because I was walking with the wind. And then I got my coffee and then I turned around and I was like, whoa. And I literally was like, I'm doing a leg workout walking back to the hotel because if I don't keep moving, I'm going to fall over. And honest to, honest to goodness, there were like seagulls around. They're just standing there. I was like, how are they doing that? I thought, if they get off the ground, they're going to fly into my face. They're literally going to fly into my face. It was so windy. God was, he's preparing us, see? Okay, so suddenly, 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 here we go. A mighty windstorm in the skies above them and it filled the house where they were meeting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. New tongues for a new day. I want to encourage you that if that's you this afternoon and you've never 
um, had the baptism of, of the Holy Spirit, or maybe you actually have been prayed for with that, but you just haven't spoken in tongues yet. Can I encourage you that if you've asked God to fill your mouth, He has, and you actually, it's a, it's, it becomes a bit of a courage step of actually opening your mouth and allowing God to speak through you. But it says this in Acts 19. I wanted to read this to you really quickly as well. It says this, talks about these disciples that were, um, that Paul comes across when he goes to, uh, he's going through Ephesus. So he's, he's come to the believers, um, the Ephesian believers, and he says this, um, I'm reading from 19 verse 1. Finally, he came to Ephesus where he found several believers. And he says to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we didn't know, what, we don't know what you mean. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he says, then what baptism did you experience? And they say, well, the baptism of John. So in other words, they were baptized in water. And Paul said, well, John's baptism was to demonstrate a desire to turn from sin and turn to God. John himself told the people to believe in Jesus, the one John said would come later. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues or new tongues and they prophesied. I love that, that there's a picture there that you can have a believing group of believers, a believing group of believers. You can have people that are believers. They have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they these these believers they were they were faithful, but they just didn't even know they could receive more from God. But I want to say to you today that you can receive more from God. He has more for you. He wants to baptize you in His Holy Spirit. He wants to give you this ability to connect with the Spirit of God in a way that I love. There's some amazing stories around this, and I, one of them I love. A lady in our church shared with us uh, with us just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we had actually, no, only last Sunday, we had about 15 of our people we prayed for and all, all of them, all 15 of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues for the first time. It was incredible. It was awesome. And, um, and we had another lady in our church come and say, do you know, we had a friend of ours and he um, has since passed away. But when he was, before he died, he had a brain tumor. And so bit by bit, he actually lost his ability to speak. So in the end, he couldn't talk at all because of how the tumor was affecting his brain. But one day, somebody in his life, his pastor or friend or somebody said to him, why, why don't you try praying? Like, why don't you try praying in tongues? And do you know what's amazing? He couldn't talk, but he could pray in tongues. The Spirit of God in him was more powerful than what, he, you know, he'd lost his language and yet he would still have the ability to speak in tongues. It's not in your head. It's in your spirit. It's, it comes from within. Another story that I love is that they did a, um, I'm a science teacher by background, um, and so I like all the sciencey elements of this too. And I re- read one day, they did a study um, of people doing a various different spiritual thing. So some of them were like, you know, singing, some were just praying in English. And they measured their brain activity while they were doing that. So they actually were, um, they put, you know, those electrodes and stuff on their head to work out what parts of their brain were active and functioning when they did certain activities. And so one of the, t- they got them to pray, first of all, just in English, and that activated their there's like a language center in your brain. So that's where your language originates from. And um, that was active. And then they did um, and then they did another one where they got them to sing or to worship. And again, the language center was still active. And obviously other parts of the brain that are involved in um, music and that sort of thing. When they got them to speak in tongues, the language center of the brain was not at all active. Not even, not even like, so it comes up with color and stuff you know, in terms of their activity, not active at all. So it wasn't, when you speak in tongues, it's not coming from your brain. It's not coming from, it's not you generating words or anything. It's actually coming from another place. And what's also cool is they measure the activity of the frontal lobe to see like, you know, are you still conscious, you know, or are you in some kind of like, you know, trance. Frontal lobe still fully, so, so your thinking, your cognition still completely functional. So it's not like you're 
going into like this weird like subconscious state or anything like that. But how cool that it doesn't come from your language center. It comes from your spirit. It's not measurable in that, in that capacity when it comes to your brain activity, which is very, I think those things are cool because I'm a science nerd. Um, so I'd love you to stand to your feet and, um, and maybe, maybe if there's some um,